Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of Tiger Pops. And today I have Rissa and Lauren joining me, and I'll let these ladies introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Rissa. I'm from San Francisco. I'm an office assistant here at a tech company, and nothing's really interesting about me except I have a Frenchie bulldog, and he's also part Chow Chow, and he's adorable. <laughs> oh, there must be. I'm sure there's something interesting about you. Maybe at the end of the episode, you'll you'll find it <laughs> and reveal my secrets at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I live in Hawaii. My favorite part about uh, Tiger Pops is actually going for looking for um, Easter eggs or like trying to locate some detective work that you would, I guess, like connect things together more like, yeah. (laughs) Yep, we definitely do a lot of trying to figure that out. I will say, I feel like, um, you know, we have gone down some wrong paths and, you know, in later <laughs> episodes, like we've been, it was revealed that we were not thinking, you know, the right way. But but Lily does that. She throws in like several different options for us to, you know, where things could be several different things and there's hints. And then, you know, she reveals the truth. <laughs> it's, fun. So it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't get into it now because it's like stuff that hasn't been covered yet as of episode 25. So we'll stick to this episode and avoid future spoilers for anyone who hasn't gotten there yet. (laughs) Okay, so I'll do a quick recap of the last episode. So basically, um, Poppy went down to Aristree to try to warn Mr. Lamb off and talk to him. And she ends up sending this boy, Benjamin. She says she'll pay him $50 if he goes in, sends a message to Mr. Lamb. And then he comes down the steps. um, You know, someone throws him out. He injures his head. The, the cabbie has come back for her. She's in the cab. Tora calls her. He's angry. Where are you? And she's like, I'm in a cab. And, you know, huffs, huffs, huffs and puffs and then hangs up on him. And now she has just shown up at Quincy's doorstep with Tora is in the background. But Tora, anyway, so Quincy is freaking out and he's in his boxers, which is hilarious and adorable. And he's like, he obviously like relies on Tora a lot because he's like, Tora, please put your stupid game down and get your ass over here. And Tora has headphones on, so he doesn't really hear him. And he doesn't hear Poppy, which is, I think that's like the, the suspenseful part. And it's also, it's also funny that he calls, Quincy calls Tora honey. You know, it's like, he's just like the master at pet names. No, I love that too. I love everything that's happening in the scene. I feel like he's very me too. Like he doesn't know if he's hot or cold. Like Quincy's wearing a sweater up top and then his boxers on the bottom. And it's like, <laughs> are you cold? Are you hot? What, what are you going for here? And that's me. Like when I go to bed, I'm just like, I, I can't decide. So I understand the comfort of the home. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Too. <laughs> yeah, like he just he's like, like. <laughs> I don't know what he's going for. It's like it's upper half is cold, but I understand that too because I often like change temperatures, so I feel it. I feel what Quincy's doing here, but it is funny. It's a turtleneck, right? <laughs> yeah, that is cute. I didn't notice that. 
And anyway, Quincy's very nervous, like he's sweating bullets. And I think that, you know, Quincy is in a way pretty childish and he doesn't know how to react with this to the situation. So he just wants, he's like relying on Torah. And so I like this, you know, you can see the dynamic between them that Torah is more dominant and also more capable. And Quincy likes to like abdicate responsibility. It's a lot of like the older brother, younger brother dynamic. And Quincy obviously was spoiled by his father. So it's just interesting how that comes out right away in this scene. Yeah, absolutely. I like how Tor is almost just ignoring him like an older brother would. Like he's like, Tor, Tor! And his, his face is literally like, no cares. Like he's just taking a cigarette. His whole body language is like, I really don't care what you need. Because again, if you had an annoying younger sibling, you ignore them half the time, essentially. Yep. And, you know, he's like, I'm losing my grip on him. Benjamin, what did you get yourself into? And Benjamin has just fainted on him. And Poppy's like, are you Mr. Quincy? I'll explain everything later, but can you get him some medical attention? Are you a doctor? And Quincy is like, freaked out. He's like, oh, no, I'm not a doctor. You know, the very thought of that much responsibility overwhelms him. And Poppy's like, or a healthcare professional? <laughs> it's persisting. And she says that his, he was just beaten up and his head is injured. And he said, you know what to do, but if you don't, I'll have to take him to a hospital. And then she goes, she goes away to get her bags from the lift landing, which obviously is a plot point because next Torah is coming to the door. So that's just to keep them separated from each other a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, panels like this make me curious, though, how much Quincy is in, like, in the know. Because I know he's in the know of what's going on in the mafia, but, like, how far is that? Because I feel like, do you think some of it's for show or some of it's not? It's just, like, you think he might be used to kind of seeing these crazy situations pop up. Or do you think he's more sheltered? I think he's more sheltered. Yeah, to go with sheltered in this one because yeah. I was thinking too it's just like I'm not sure like it's I think Quincy is really a fascinating character just because again I think earlier on we saw him act like a total badass and then go to like oh, I'm like a quivering mess and then we see this again in his hilarity and just kind of like this warm open personality but I'm wondering if like again we are seeing just like one side of a coin essentially and we'll see more later on like I, I'm I think there's more than Quincy's like my cinnamon roll so I love I love this side of him I just love the reactions it's over exaggerated but I'm really curious how that will happen in the future if we get to see more of kind of his experience in his childhood well actually I'll, uh, this is a little bit of an aside but do you do you fast pass yep I do okay so then Sorry. I think last last week's episode gave, gave us another side of Quincy to me oh, at that's least that's true. a little bit thing. yeah like a little bit more I just don't want to spoil yeah. it for anyone who has me yet. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I think it's good. I, I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, and you, you know, you see her in the lobby. The lobby is super posh, marble, glimmering, shining gold. You know, just what you'd expect Quincy to live in, like that posh building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's freaking out. And he's like, wait, like, he, I mean, Poppy's a total stranger. And he's like grabbing on to even her as like a thought of someone being more stronger than him and um and he's like oh my god and and then you know of course benjamin's like mr quincy i think i'm gonna be sick and quincy freaks out he has like these um his shirt is like i don't know what what, what is that called what's that called like cartoon effect where it's like splattering or i don't know the a way to, to communicate like extreme emotions he's like don't you dear because of course like i think worse than anything is like something you know quincy seems a very like a finicky kind of guy you know, everything has to be just so and perfect. So anyone throwing up on his in his apartment is uh, 
disconcerting for him. <laughs> well, the simplest way to explain that cartoon effect is he's bristling. So bristling. Kind of thanks. Kind of like freaking out <laughs> sense. It reminds me of the cat, yeah. the cat raising its fur, you know, when it's angry <laughs> or like scared. It reminds me of cat fur, but bristling is a great way to say it. <laughs> yeah. And now he's like, oh, God, he's throwing up all over me and he's bleeding. Tora. And Tora finally kind of like hears him and he removes his headphones and he's like, what the hell? And turns around. And, you know, then he walks over and he crosses his arms, standing there <laughs> over Quincy. He's like, student. And then Quincy, he does this like fake crying. He's like, oh no, he's just an illegitimate son. And then he swivels with this anger. He's like, of course he's my freaking student. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. I just, yeah, I like that too. I like his humor. His humor is kind of like always thrown in in the moment there. But I mean, we don't know much about the character here either. It's Ben, right? The character's name? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not much. I know he's going to kind of come back into it, but I'm curious, I'm more curious about him too. Yeah, me too. And we don't know. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll talk, Tora will talk a little bit about him later, but yeah. So anyway, we see Tora, you know. Mm -hmm. So we see Tora, you know, grab him by the arm and put him over his shoulder in a fireman carry and, you know, effortlessly walk with him. And he says, once he's like, wait, what should we do with him? And Tora again, you know, Tora knows what to do. He's calm. He's collected in a stressful or what? To what Quincy is an overwhelming situation, like Tora is just like he's nonchalant, like he's not plussed. And he says, Get the doctor. He's like, All right, I almost forgot clan protocol. And to me, that's also interesting because like their whole life revolves around the clan. And Quin I mean, Benjamin, so this makes me also suspect that maybe Benjamin has to do with the clan because they instinct they right away go to clan, clan protocol. So like if he was an if he was truly outside of the clan, you know, and he was just a guy that Quincy met at this youth center, which that's what Benjamin claims, then, then I think that they maybe would just do a regular doctor. But it seems to me like he is involved in the clan. What do you think? I could see that possible since it, that's how Tor was raised as well. So yeah. There's no surprise that they're trying to bring up newbies in, into their fold. Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably very new. Uh, I think he's probably just like really starting to get in. It might be that, you know, he has really relations in uh, the clan already, but I noticed something funny and you guys will think I'm so silly for this, but in the panel, of course, where he's carrying Benjamin, um, Torah and Benjamin match color schemes. Like Torah has the stripes mm -hmm. on the shoes, the green, he has the stripes on his shirt, the black, the whole color scheme is matching and it's really pleasing to my eye. This is not important funny. in any way, but they are matching. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's funny that you say that because that when in that very same panel, Benjamin kind of reminds me of teenage Tora. He has like the same hairstyle and the same like grayish purple hair. There's there's one point where T where Tora dyes his hair like that purplish, so he reminds me of teenage Tora, which is interesting. There might be maybe Lil is trying to draw a parallel between them. You know, both of them are young, or you know, when Tora was younger, getting inducted into the clan, or oh, well, he was true. inducted really young. Yeah, and I think also by the way, I think that we might have some clue that Tor that Benjamin might be in the clan also because uh, in the last episode he tells Poppy um, don't call my parents because they'll put me back in the juvenile center in the delinquent center so he doesn't so he's not with his parents and he's not with the delinquent center either so it sounds to me like maybe the clan is like a substitute life or something home or whatever 
Yeah, that does make sense, especially because of his familiarity with Quincy. So I think you're on the right trail with that. Yeah, which is which is also interesting because Quincy, we know, is not so involved in clan affairs. So that's another question of like, maybe, I don't know, what is, is Quincy like the mentor for like young teenage clan inductees? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Or yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird because you don't know how involved he is, but obviously he knew him. So I don't know if he shows up occasionally when his father wants him to, to kind of just be like a figurehead from time to time. I'm really going to be interested to see Quincy with his dad. Like that's something mm. I'm excited for to see what that relationship really is. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's, that's, oh my gosh, definitely. Because I mean, the big question is like, how does he treat his son? Does he treat him anything like Tora? Is he completely soft with him? Is he disappointed in him? Like does Quincy hate his father? Uh, uh, mixed feelings, you know, definitely, definitely very curious about that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Poppy comes back and she said she got his bag and I needed, found his phone too in case he needed to contact his parents. Because of course in her world, you know, um, people have normal healthy relationships and they are in touch with their parents. Whereas in the mm-hmm. clan world, they might not be. They, you know, a lot of times I'm sure the kids are very disconnected from their parents. So he's like, don't worry, everything's under control. I'm just trying to figure out how to clean up this. And he like stammers his blood, right? Because he's like so put off by this. And... One second. She says, I'll write it down for you in a moment. What is she going to write down? His phone number? Let me see. Hmm. I found his phone, too, in case you need to contact his parents. So I think she found the phone number. Or I think the yeah. parents' phone number. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love the details of the city in the back of the window. See, I'm a sucker for those, like, little details, as you can tell already. I just like the ambiance. Like, you can definitely tell, like, they're in a city, like, and also the flooring here is really nice, too. I also just like the postures here of both the characters. Uh, you know, Poppy, she's small. She's kind of feeling awkward. She's in this place, you know, but she's trying to get things done. And then Quincy, of course, is in a total, like, um, crouch, slow ball position because he can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And I, I'm like into the home decor and it, yeah, I also noticed all the details like the herringbone floors and like the modern chairs and tables and just beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Like, and yeah, you're right. Lily does pay tons of attention to detail, like the plants and <laughs> more, mar- more marble walls. Exactly. Really I nice. want to live and then also wear Poppy's clothes. Like her apartment was adorable. These apartments always look beautiful. I just want to live in this world and, you know, <laughs> have a Torah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Quincy. Well, that's you wouldn't want the Quincy mean. too. Like you need that. You need yeah. that guy. <laughs> so cute. He's adorable. He's so <laughs> Yep. So anyway, so he says, uh, she then she introduces herself on Poppyland. Nice to meet you, Mr. Quincy. He's like charmed. And so this is interesting, right? A lot of people are not quite sure what to make of this. Um, she shakes his hand and it shows uh it says flop with his hand. And then Poppy says, I see. So what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I want I want to uh, give Lauren a, a moment to, <laughs> to get in there because oh, I know I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like um I don't so this is complicated to be honest because Again, uh, it's interesting from reading the previous version of Midnight Poppyland going to here, where this is definitely a moment of, you know, what people could assume that this really shows he's very feminine and possibly, you know, gay. And then 
it's just kind of interesting. Like you, you guess that's what she's guessing is he's kind of just more feminine and or gay. Like that's my initial impression when I first read this. What, what are your thoughts? So I know I had never heard of that stereotype. Um, I only read it in the comments. I thought that it just meant that he's like not such an assertive person. Um, you know, because you just, that's like what I associate with handshakes, you know, the firmer of a handshake you give, the firmer of a person you are. So I just thought it like that he's a softy, you know, which we know Quincy is like a sweetie pie. Um, I didn't know that that was like a stereotype about, uh, you know, gay people having like a floppy handshake. But and, I did read that in the comments. So, yeah. And I think it's a bias too. I have friends who kind of remind me of Quincy who are gay. So that could be kind of like a preconceived thing in my mind. But I felt like, it was kind of very pointed to his personality. If not, you know, it was just showing that he is, you know, more submissive, but, you know, initially I just thought, Oh, like, cause again, I'm not sure. Like maybe it just shows he's flamboyant, but who knows? Like <laughs> that was my first initial thought. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Lily's clarified this in, in any, anywhere that I've seen. So yeah, well, I don't know what Poppy exactly what Poppy was thinking. So anyway, so she wants to check on Benjamin. She's like, do you mind if I come in? And he's like, okay, you know, he's in the last bedroom down the corridor. And and then he's like, uh, the lights in that room are faulty. Don't be allowed to see my bodyguard. And she's already down the hall. And it was interesting that he thinks that, like, he understands that Toro is so intimidating that she would be, like, freaked out by just by seeing him, which mm-hmm. is, like, that's a lot to say about somebody. I, I don't get freaked out by people. And I think also I'm just like a more like a fearless kind of person. But like the fact that he would have to say that, that's a little sad. I mean, we know that's like a running theme, but even Quincy recognizes that Tor is intimidating to strangers. Yeah, I agree. I think it's sad. I mean, Tor, Tor knows that too. Like he feels that, you know, earlier on it showed that as well, that like people are uncomfortable around him. And I think that Quincy is more than, you know, familiar with that. So letting letting her know, um, this, which makes this whole scene a lot more interesting, too. I was going to point out, if the next scene where Poppy's, like, carrying Benjamin's bag, and her assertiveness in the scene really is, like, setting up her character, where, you know, you think her, you know, she's happy-go-lucky, um, sometimes a little bit shy, but in this scene, she's just getting it done. Like, she's carrying Benjamin's stuff. She immediately is like, where is he? I'm going to go take care of him. So I like that kind of her personality is more assertive than you think. Yeah. 100 percent yeah she definitely shows i mean as the as the series progresses like we see so much of poppy's inner strength which is really admirable yeah and selflessness <laughs> a lot a lot of selflessness when it comes to her and just kind of how she views things and i don't think she's naive i really think that she just is one of those people who cares about others um probably to a fault but you know we'll know more later down the road <laughs> yeah so anywho, but then, you know, Quincy kind of like zooms in on her uh, posterior and he's <laughs> like, you know, he's contemplating, he's like, nah, she'll be fine. She's totally his type. <laughs> so we know Quincy apparently likes curvy ladies. I'm not Quincy, sorry, Tora likes curvy ladies. <laughs> it's like a callback too. Like I like that they point out like his type and there's been comments about it too through, through the comics. So I love that. I love that they're bringing <laughs> that back, but this also just shows Lily's humor, right? Which is right up my alley. Like it's a little bit saucy and sometimes really saucy, mm-hmm. but this is just like a great, it's never thrown away. Like this comes back continuously. And and I just like that Quincy also kind of breaks that wall being like, yep, yep. <laughs> it's a little laugh for the fans. <laughs> yep. 
And, you know, and then his thoughts go immediately to like cleaning up the blood because Quincy is Quincy and he's, you know, absorbed with himself. And, uh, you know, he's like, should I go? It, 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 it doesn't even occur to him. Like, should I go check on Benjamin? Should I talk to him? Should I call his parents? He's like, no, well, let me figure out how to clean this up. <laughs> Make my apartment sparkling clean again. <laughs> well, he wants to do that. So the cleaning crew doesn't have to do it. So, mm. and I was clean because there is such thing. <laughs> right he and doesn't even a... he doesn't even know how to clean himself right and he clearly isn't used to cleaning yeah trying to be an independent in some ways if he's not thinking about the cleaning crew or maybe he um wants it like there to be no evidence of blood because that's suspicious <laughs> maybe um well i think he actually addresses it in in a, in a second but um, anyway, so then Poppy like turns the he- her head around and she's like, Mr. Quincy, and I think you forgot to put your pants back on. And she's sweating as she says it. And she like quickly rushes back around the corner because she was embarrassed. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of when I see a tag sticking out of a shirt and I just like have to tell someone and or just do it if I know them. And I'm just like, I always feel shy about it anyway. But like, you know, when a tag is sticking out of someone's shirt and you're like, um, your tag is up. Like I'm one of those people that will tell, because like I would want someone to tell me, but <laughs> I can feel that shyness even with something so little. I don't know. It's a whole different conversation to like, sir, you have no pants. Just thought you should know, you know, because <laughs> I just it's just cute. Poppy is cute. <laughs> oh gosh, that makes me think I'm Quincy in that case. <laughs> even if in my own house, and people tell me <laughs> I should be more decent. <laughs> I mean, there's those are boxers, so you know it's not that bad. It's just basically like shorts, just a little shorter, and thinner. <laughs> and no shame there. I like to be comfy in my house too. Like what Quincy's doing, it's just again with the turtleneck, it's confusing, but I understand at the same time because <laughs> of temperatures. But yeah, I mean, it's his home. He wasn't expecting anyone, and he was just he was reading his his erotica novels to Torah, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Underwear is the appropriate thing to read that in. Oh yeah, you, you need a, a good breeze and like a good frame of mind. <laughs> he's he's he has to be somewhat professional, but also like in the the right mindset. Maybe that's it. That's the reason. I'm putting too much emphasis on the turtleneck box, <laughs> but you never know. You never know what's in Lily's mind when she sets these up. <laughs> And then, of course, then Quincy is like, his reaction is hilarious. He thinks pants, and then he slams his hand into his other hand. He's like, "Of course, that explains the writer's block." Oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> Just totally no reaction to like, maybe I should put my pants on. Maybe she's embarrassed. He's like, "Oh, that's why I can't write because I wasn't wearing pants." <laughs> so there's, I love it. I love it too. I don't think he's one who would get like modesty is not like. I don't think he would. Get, yeah flustered easy i should say especially if he's writing those novels but who knows no for sure he seems very sexually liberated let's just say that's great it's great to have that mm-hmm. you know poppy's opposite poppy's like very shy and like you know she uh, seems like she's a virgin from jewelry's comment and way back in the first episode uh mimi's comment actually so yeah that's not you know it's an interesting contrast there's all kinds of characters here Anyway, so she goes into the bedroom. I'm kind of looking at the decor. There's like a horse picture with a horse, and like it looks oh, yeah. maybe it's like a childhood bedroom, and, and like this little statue figurine thing. 
and you know, Tora is leaning over. Benjamin is lying in the bed, and Tora is slouched in the corner. And he's, you know, he hears her heels, right? So he's like, "Oh, some woman came along." Um, and then he, he's calling, and Poppy enters. She's like, "Oh, there's no light switch." And then Tora sees her. You know, she's ringing him, and she doesn't. She's he does. She just walked past him. She didn't notice he was in the room. And Tora, like his eyes widen when he sees her, so he's noticed her. And she says, you know, she wants to wipe his his hair, but his, uh, she wants to wipe his face before the doctor gets there from all the blood, but his hair is getting in the way. So she, you see that she takes out the pin from her hair, um, which is like that round pin that we really focused on before. Um, it was like, it's a red pin. It looks kind of like the, the volume and crest we thought. Anyway, we think it's significant. We just don't know how yet. And anyway, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But um, she takes off the bobby pins. And she uses it to like fix, uh, you know, pull like Benjamin's hair. So just notice that detail. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I think this scene is like these panels are like a masterclass of setting a scene and expression and even the angles that Lily chose to do them at. It really sets up kind of that, that anticipation. And then also just the expression of Tor, just like realizing who's on the phone and like realizing it's her. It's just so good, and I, I just love the setup of this because sometimes in web comics it seems a little like you know it's it's almost like a copy paste of kind of scenery uh, at some levels, but this one is just really setting up kind of that reveal that he's like oh it's Poppy, and then of course you see her gorgeous hair flowing down, and you get to see really that really beautiful feminine side of Poppy. Not that she isn't feminine, but she looks very much uh, more mature in this shot, which I love. Yeah, she does. Like she's very mom, pretty. Mom looking if she's like caring for Benjamin that way. Oh yeah, like she has that kind of like motherly feel as well, like taking care of him. Yeah, sweet. So anyway, so it, you know, Tora has apparently called her, and you know, she picked up, and because she asked, she's like, "Oh, Jacob, is that you? I'm sorry, my hands are full," and she's whispering, and then you know, you know, Tora says, <laughs> "I've cleaned it up already." You know, he's hilarious and he's looking at her, you know, and she's like, what? She doesn't, she doesn't get it. She's like, you cleaned what? Where are you? Did you receive my text? I was. And then she's like, that's weird. There's no more blood on his face. And then finally she's like, wait a minute, but up. And then she realizes it was that Tara and he's there. And then he, you know, there's a, a, a shot of um, like a, a water, like a basket, like a bucket probably had water in it. And he's like, clean the blood off his face, sweetheart. Again, Tora with his sweetheart. <laughs> and you know then he like leans in closer to her and they're both on the phone and her, she's kind of frozen in place with her wide eyes open and he's like by the way does Jacob have a nice husky voice like me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so good the tension though in this scene mm-hmm. is like woo like just like the, and Poppy's face is great I also love her phone her unicorn <laughs> She has a unicorn mm-hmm. phone with clouds that says believe and magic. And it's just so great, the contrast between the two. Yeah. Tora is such a flirt, by the way. He's he's hilarious. He's like, because, you know, he's like, he, he already doesn't like Jacob because he apparently, Jacob, he remembers that Jacob made a comment about her weight and, you know, she's calling him. And like, you know, Tora in a way is like possessive already without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why why is she why does she think it's Jacob? Like does Jacob call her? So he's automatically has to compare herself to Jacob and you know put him down basically. He's like competing with him already, even though he hasn't met him. 
I like that. It's that little bit of like uh, possessiveness that um, people find attractive. Like it's not overbearing, but it's definitely a little bit childish, but it's fun too. I like when he, he teases her a lot and I think it's, it's really well-timed in this one. Um, obviously because there's no way she was expecting him to be in this building. So it's a really good, like, Oh my goodness. Like lots of feelings happening at once. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lauren, do you want to, do you want to go ahead with the next panel? Next panel. Do you want to go ahead and yeah, let us know what happens there. And I guess like they stepped out of the Benjamin's room and because there's like light behind the uh, Poppy and there's like, Tora, what are you live here? What are you doing in this house? Yeah, I guess I live in this house. Uh, she, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if they stepped out of the room. I think maybe it's just like the, the, the angle behind them. Right. Like like the other corner. Yeah, just I think it's a perspective. I don't know if it's perspective because it's most dark in in all these uh, panels before then when she steps in that room. So I'm thinking it's a separate area. I don't really think it's a different corner of the room. Okay. I think it could be. I know. I don't think you know. Given that it's not an actual video, right? It might not be super accurate. <laughs> but anywho, so Tora is angry, and he's like, he seems to be saying sarcastically, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I guess I live in this house because I sure the hell the hell doesn't look like a cab to me." And basically, like he's, you know, a lot of people were wondering, like, does he actually live in Quincy's house? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's just being sarcastic and saying, you know, you said you were in a cab and you lied to me. Um, yeah, I, I live in this house, but, you know, I don't really live in this house. Like, the same way that, you know, the same way that I live in this house, you were in the cab. You know, like, the same, basically, you're both mm -hmm. untrue. Mm. And, uh, I mean, it does seem that he was working out in the basement in Quincy's uh, on the bottom, but um, that doesn't, we don't think he lives there. And then we do get, whatever. For Even from this episode, you see that, like, he doesn't live here. Um <laughs> So anyway, so then Poppy defends herself and she's like, that was almost half hour ago and it wasn't the truth. I was in a cab. I hope you're not getting on a case for whatever it is I just did. And Tora is, you know, a lot of people love this, this look here. They're like, if, you know, he gets angry and he's like, if what you did was being out of your goddamn mind and going to a place like Air Street on your goddamn self, then you can bet your cute little ass I'll get on your case for it. And it's, you know, like you were saying before, possessive. It's protective and it's like people like that. And I think a lot of people like that in a man, you know, when they look out for them and they get angry that they, they put their girl in danger. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, you know, like Torah, we saw from how he reacted when Gaia told him that Shark was still in town. He was very concerned for her. And, you know, he doesn't want her to get hurt and he doesn't want her to go alone to a dangerous place like Aris Street. Yeah, absolutely. I think people call this his daddy mode, <laughs> which is funny because earlier we called Poppy, uh, you know, in a mother mode, and then here's Tora in his daddy mode. <laughs> I remember the comments on this. I think people just like that kind of protectiveness, you know, feeling protected and cared by someone, um, which can, you know, which is kind of a delicate balance. It can go extreme real fast, but in this, of course, they work. <laughs> right, that's true. It's like, it's, you know, between 
being caring and being controlling. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I can only say, like, Torah is definitely, like great again not a stereotype that you run into to be honest and I guess you know later as these you know come out they'll be more um, revealed but I love it and I love her face in the next battle I love the the I would call them the the not pretty shots the very the very just kind of um cartoony cartoony I just love them I just love the expressions like right there she's just like but that's not fair you weren't supposed to know like it's just so great that's the oh, thing they said when uh, Quincy freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need a shot of like Boppy's face and Quincy both doing that face. <laughs> 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 the reaction, they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't imagine it Tora doing that face, but now I kind of need it. <laughs> just like, yeah. just not everything. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's so true. We haven't seen that yet. No. <laughs> not yet. But when- not yet. When did- one thing that we like that we really like that Tora says is he lets it slip. He says, you, you know, he calls her, he says she has a cute little ass. And like, that is so cute. You know, it comes out in a moment of anger. So, you know, the copy doesn't seem to really pick up on it, but he thinks she's cute. And that is really nice to see. And like Quincy, Quincy was right. That is the body part that he likes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. The reference back to dead ass. So it's a full circle here. <laughs> I like how we brought it up too. That shows that that is, you know, kind of a preference of his, which is fun. It's fun to know, right? <laughs> fun to imagine. Okay, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! By the way, when I was young, I grew up in a very, uh, very religious community, and like, never talked about sex ever. And um, as I grow, as I've grown up, I have expanded and my horizons and um anyway so i find myself saying things that like i just my prudish younger self would never have been caught dead thinking about or saying so i've changed (laughs) (laughs) you changed but like you know that's great i think i was raised in a more like open environment so uh it was always interesting having conversations and having to navigate like to me where i feel like i'm just being blunt saying how it is you know that can make some people uncomfortable but it is I do have friends who kind of went to that state of kind of being like, oh, a little more timid. And now they're just full blown, full blown. <laughs> the conversations are night and day. But I think that's liberating. Mm-hmm. I like it personally myself. Yeah, I think, you know, when we get older and we have more experiences and uh, I mean, you know, I've like, I'll just say this right here. I'm, I'm married and I've well, my husband's the only person I've had sex with because I'm, you know, Orthodox Jewish and that's just what we do. So like, but even, you know, within that, like I've seen my relationship with my husband has developed a lot since we got married. And I have this actually Midnight Popular, this is going to be, um, I, you know, mentioned this in a couple of places, but um, her, her Patreon, which we always like to plug on this podcast and her not safe for work content um, really made me look at sex even more positively than I had before. Because like when I see the stuff that Lily draws, um, it just really makes me see, like, I just see a lot of love there. And, you know, I realized that I, that the physical is just really an expression of our emotional connection. Oh, that's, or it can be. I, mean, I literally, I literally just said earlier that it can also be just physical, but you know, in most many cases, like for most couples, it's a, it's an expression of their emotional connection. That's so beautiful. Like, honestly, I love that. Uh, I share some of the pictures from the Patreon with my boyfriend too. And I think 
that's really something I share is because I can tell Lily's respect for the work, kind of the relationship is a respectful and a loving relationship. So I feel comfortable sharing with my boyfriend because it kind of exemplifies kind of like our relationship, what I want to see in a relationship. And I, I love my boyfriend and he teases me, but he always looks at it and he always is like, you know, super positive. So I, I like that you've been able to kind of look at that and have a positive attitude. And I think that's, what's nice about this, right? It, like, it's positivity and not feeling toxic. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely share that with him as well. And he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> now back uh, to the <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Yeah. So Poppy's face. <laughs> Poppy's and she's like, it's not fair. You weren't even supposed to know. And then Quincy comes in. He's like, look who's here. And he's like, thank goodness. I have uh, Dr. Mac relocated to the apartment across the street. I don't trust anyone with my else with my flu jabs, which of course is hilarious. <laughs> like, you know, Quincy being a drama king over flu shots, which is duh, of course he would be. <laughs> oh, like me too. I hate yeah. dots. I feel that. I feel that on an emotional level. <laughs> Just <laughs> dots in general. I, I hate I've gotten better in my ears, but guys, I am a wuss and I will readily admit it. So it's it's nice that he is a man that can not make him feel like a baby, but it is like the funny context that he's like the son of a, like a really big, profound mafia leader, and he's afraid of shots. Yep, like little kids. He's like, oh, too much. <laughs> yeah, and then you know he he continues being dramatic because he's like, go on, patch this kid up before he loses his life. It's like, uh. Benjamin didn't seem like he was losing his life, but like, of course, Quincy just has to take it to the next level. And then he's like, honey, stay in here in case I faint, would you? So he calls Tora, honey, he calls the doctor, honey. I bet he calls the grocery clerk, honey. You know, that's just like Quincy. Yeah. <laughs> honey, honey. <And> the doctor... <laughs> oh, actually, oh, I see he's talking to Tora. Sorry. He says, honey, stay here. He means Tora because in the next panel, Quincy, uh, Tora is angry and he's like, Christ, stop calling me, honey. And then Poppy interrupts. She's like, oh, you called the doctor over. That's a terrific idea. And she thinks to herself, thank God, save me from this aggressive man. <laughs> Which he likes secretly, not so secretly. <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah, actually, and if we're going to you know, talk about relationships again, that's something I found like in my, in my relationship is that, and I think just in, in general with people, we often like the character trait that we like about our partner. We both love it and hate it. And that's because every every characteristics has a good side and a bad side. And like within my relationship, let's say my husband's very um, easygoing and mellow, which, you know, that's wonderful because I, you know, he doesn't put up a fuss for anything. But then the, uh, the flip side, the bad side of that is the is passivity. So, you know, Torah has this aggressive, aggressive, aggression, you know, and this aggressive side, which the flip side of that is like the ability to take charge and to be in control and to be someone that she can rely upon. But yeah, the other side of it is like this little, you know, um, aggressive and controlling. So yeah, she likes it. She doesn't like it. Same thing. (laughs) They haven't gotten that far in the relationship, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My boyfriend is logical to a fault and that helps in a lot of situations because I'm emotional, but at the same time, that logicalness can sometimes when I'm feeling too much, I'm like, but you have to feel, you know, (laughs) like, so I get that. And I think it's really cute. I mean, I, I like the next panel too when we finally get some Quincy more Quincy. I like it that he made her tea and put on pants, you know? He's polite. I like that. He seems oh, yes. posh in he every did. way possible. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Right. He is a gentleman at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that. 
So, but it, I mean, he was raised in wealth, so I assume there was probably a lot of etiquette, you know, taught to him. Interesting. Interesting. And, I wonder because. Sorry, go ahead, hospi- Lauren. And hospitality as well. <laughs> etiquette and hospitality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he was like, even because true like because even in past uh past chapters like kind of seeing how he he was like raised with his dad and just little glimpses i think he was raised like a typical rich boy and that you know does include some etiquette and some kind of like you know being hospitable and just like all of that as well uh but again we so much to quincy we don't know yet so hope to learn more yeah my guess would actually be i don't feel like vincent is the kind of guy to teach that because I don't, I don't, I don't see Vincent as being the one. Possibly his mom. We don't know anything about his mom. Or Quincy is just the kind of guy who taught himself uh, because he's just a nice guy and he is more in tune with like the the nuances of like civilized society. Oh yeah, but his I, dad I didn't do anything. I don't think <laughs> his dad is horrible. Like it's probably a different influence. You're right. Hmm. Well, hopefully we'll find out some more. And, you know, Quincy's like, hang on for a little bit, will you? I'll put something together for us to eat if you're hungry. And she's like, oh, I'm good. Uh, she doesn't want to eat. But if you don't mind, I'd like to wait around to make sure Ben is okay before heading home. And Quint- then, you know, Quincy's like, of course, stay as long as you want. And she's like, thank you. I'll just wait outside. And she's a little, she's nervous because, you know, you see her stammering. And this is like a new situation. She doesn't know these people. She doesn't know Quincy. But, and you see Tora in the background. He's... <laughs> He's like, he's looking away, right? He's clearly listening to their conversation. He's he's, his arms are crossed. Yeah. His <laughs> arms are crossed. He looks yeah. irate. And then there's this panel where he looks over at them. And then he looks back out the window and he clenches his jaw. So what do you guys make of that? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I should like deep dive and say like, ooh, there's that little jealousy, um, jealousy there. Cause I, I mean, it is what I feel is jealousy, but maybe also concern. I don't know. I mean, I just don't think he wants her there in the situation. But if I, if I was just looking at these panels, when I originally read it, I saw it as like that hint of jealousy that he could so easily talk with her and be around her. What are your guys thoughts? It feels like jealousy to me as well. <laughs> And he, what do you knows, think he, and he knows Quincy enough, like, he's not going to hurt hurt her, but he still, uh, Tori still feels jealousy. Do you think he's jealous that Quincy might be a potential romantic partner? No, I think, oh, sorry. It's kind of like, just met kind of thing, so. The fact they get along so well is like kind of I don't think it's like romantic but more like they have easygoing relationship. Exactly. That's how I felt too. Yeah. That's you know I I wasn't quite sure what to think when I thought, thought saw this. I didn't think it was romantic because um because I think that to me Quincy looks like he's not interested in women. But at least at this point, we that's what we, we how we read his character. But um, but I also thought that maybe it was potentially um, a leftover of like the older plot where there may have been a love triangle. 
So I thought that maybe that might have been like the introduction of that. And then Lily might have, you know, proceeded to change the plot and not focus on that. So that's what I thought back then. But I do I do like what you're saying. I think it makes a lot of sense that he's jealous of the way they're able to communicate so easily. And, you know, she clearly got like flustered and mad at him for being aggressive with her. And, you know, here's Quincy being like the knight in shining armor and like the sweet guy. So, you know, and that's something he can't be. Um, so that might make him just be upset. Mm-hmm. I feel jealous of that. Huh. <laughs> so anywho, um, so it seems like she actually um, she calls Tora, uh, not Tora. She calls Qu- um, Jacob and she tells him, no, I'm safe now. Sorry, Jacob. I owe you big time. Didn't mean to give you a scare. Yes, that's the address I sent you, but I'm safe here. Turns out he's just a regular dude, which is interesting that this is the second time. Well, it's not the second time, um, but this is the, she, she turns to Jacob. Sorry, I'm, I'm mixing up with what she does a little bit later. So it will be, there will be a second time, but she turns to Jacob to um, kind of help her out with a scary situation. So you can see that like, she doesn't seem to really know many people in Naren city. And even though like I personally would, if I was in a situation where I felt scary and I would copy, I would turn to Erdine because she just seems like a much more like a strong personality who could be helpful. Uh, she might, feel like jacob is more protective or maybe just because he's a guy she turns to him i don't know but like she does turn to jacob for like a protectiveness which is interesting to see that like you know because they kind of tease him in the office and he doesn't seem like a very strong character but she does turn to him to provide that for her yeah that's a good thought like i mean i don't see her having kind of a lot of male figures in her life in general that I mean the few I've seen kind of been varied right and the first one we meet was a horrible ex so I don't know if it has anything to do with him being a guy but that's a good point like kind of like why him and not and not her friend her other friend I should say because yeah she's badass so like I would be like absolutely get her on I get both of them on to be honest and be like backup plan so I've been curious about that too um it's like a slight no but I don't know if it's you know, any importance to it, but I, I, maybe it's just, we don't know all about Jacob either. Yeah. I like that. I like that, you know, maybe that sometimes, you know, we have friends that like we tease a lot. I have, we have this particular one best friend who like our, our entire relationship is like banter, 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 tease, tease, tease. But like at the end of the day, like I put him down as a emergency contact for our kids in our kids school, because I know I can rely on him. And he doesn't even like kids. Like he, he tells us all the time he doesn't like kids, but I know that he'll do anything for my kids, you know? So, um, so maybe, it, you know, Poppy and Ardeen make fun of Jacob all the time, but I think they sense that he really is loyal to them and like that she can rely on him. Yeah, I could see that too. Or maybe her other friend would overreact <laughs> in a situation like this. Who knows? But <laughs> it's nice that he's there for her. I mean, she's in the city now and, and doing all this. So I like that she does have a a support group, but that's even scarier now that she's like getting kind of a little bit involved in all the scariness, right? Because that means anyone she's in contact with in the city is at risk. Mm, That's a good point. As things go on. So it gets a little, little scarier down the road. Right. You know, and now you see why Tora doesn't form connections because anybody who he loves or touches will have to be involved in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy. And... Of course, Poppy has done he has done all this for a price. She's like, I hear you, don't worry, I'll explain everything tomorrow. One week's worth of reports, leave it to me. Right? Because we we find right, she um showed him like uh, I think we we did see this earlier. She showed him that um she wants the video of the game, right? To send to the cabbie. So she has to explain like why she wants it and everything. She's like, Okay, see so you in the office. 
and you see her looking like really concerned. She buries her face in her hands and she says, like, she's like, sigh, I spent my last dollar for the week on Ben and the cabbie. Guess I'll have to use next week's budget to get home now. So um, I hope Quincy's paying for the doctor's bill or I'm screwed. So I, I see a couple of things here. First of all, the fact that she has no money. And then also the fact that she's so well disciplined that she plans, she budgets her week, you know, her weeks. Mm-hmm. That's like, it puts the budgeting at like 21 or, Oh, sorry how old is she i can't remember anymore um 21 yeah, yeah she's she turns 20 like, I don't know. 21 22 21? um she turns Stop. 21 like well a little bit later so she's she's still 20 here but almost 21 yeah mm-hmm. so yeah she's an impressive gal i wasn't budgeting by the week at <laughs> 21 <laughs> i just always did this <laughs> Yeah, I think that just shows she had to be independent probably a lot sooner. Or at least mm. raised with that mm. kind of like ethic of like getting out there. But she's I think she's still learning um a lot on the way. But yeah, I wasn't like that at that age too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Tora comes in uh with quite the moody face. <laughs> and you know, he's his arms are crossed again, he looks angry, he's looking at her with furrowed eyebrows. And, you know, she's she's looking at him from on the couch, right? Like, she's more like, she's short as it is. But, you know, now she's, like, in the lower position even, you know, even more. And she's like, you know, are you here to yell at me some more? Because I don't need that right now. I'm just waiting to see how Ben's doing, then I'll leave. Which is, you know, you see her kind of like, she's a little, like, you know, giving him back some, some of his, like, aggression. She's being angry at him. And she just doesn't want to deal with it, right? Which is probably what, you know, what we were saying before, right? He comes off as... Sometimes he probably comes off as more mean than he really wants to be because that's just how he's used to communicating. Like it's probably hard for him to communicate in a more gentle way. So and he probably feels bad about that, I would assume. So because, you know, you, he, he then elicits a, a negative reaction, which he doesn't like either. Right. But he doesn't know how to speak more gently. Mm-hmm. He quickly corrects, though, when he catches it. If uh, that's what I notice, unless he's really like, you know, getting into it is that when he's noticed he's kind of been a little too much, he tries to correct it or at least pull mm. it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah that's, the, that's mostly the, the observation skills as a bodyguard. Yeah. Oh, like I think so. I think, oh, that's true. Yeah. And I think he's just like, I think that's one of his skills is he's emotionally astute and he can read people very well. Beyond bodyguard, I think that's just like a Torah skill, mm-hmm. which probably makes him, you know, maybe is one of the reasons Vincent, like, you know, chose him or put him there. So, but she notices that he's fidgety. She's like, why is he so fidgety? Cigarette craving? Um, why do you think he's fidgety, guys? Um, he's tapping his finger. Um, Nervous, I think he might be nervous or impatient kind of thing. Yeah, I think he's nervous for her because she's involved in this and he doesn't want her to be. Hmm. Or maybe I think he might just be anxious just seeing her and like kind of like the nerves like this, uh, you know, attraction nerves just she throws him off. I feel like it's all of that. Hmm. I feel like it's just everything and it's just like coming out kind of like in spurts of like he wants like that's going to be his internal, like, I want you next to me, but it's too dangerous, so I need you to go. So I feel like that's always going to be his struggle. 
and also like mm -hmm. that attraction pull and she's looking extra fine tonight in her awesome outfit so <laughs> i can see it our man our man is shook a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yep so then he does something which we all immediately fall in love with him for more even more than we've already been he throws some money on the table and poppy picks him up and she's and he says yours you gave money to the kid didn't you and he lights it. he sits next to her on the couch and he lights a cigarette and she's like yeah to pass a note for me but this just multiplied itself by a lot and he's like did you try to mug ben too <laughs> <laughs> Poor oh my god he gives her a glare like not enough like that everybody like thinks badly of him and now she has to go and accuse him of thievery poor guy <laughs> he's just like i'm, I'm done right now but I'm glad she can joke. That shows that like she can still like dish it back a little bit. Because I feel like with what he's been kind of dishing some stuff tonight with his flirting and stuff like that. So I like that she can still be sassy. You know, hold that ground. Hmm. Right, and it's also nice that Tora's reaction is like, "You really think I would steal?" Like he has. Are this, you kidding? He has an. He's giving that. Right, like, he has an look. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And he has an ethical compass, you know, despite being in the mafia, like there are things that he thinks is like unconscionable. He's like, no way. Like I wouldn't steal like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So I like that. It's reassuring. And then Poppy doesn't push it further. She's like, kidding, just kidding. Sorry, bad joke. But then she thinks to herself like, well, I won't say no to more money. You know, she doesn't, she is grateful for like, she recognizes that he's like giving her free money and um, she's grateful to it. <laughs> yeah, she's practical. Like, I like that situation. She didn't say, like, no, I can't take your money because I think that would just cause too much drama. She's practical, which I like. Right. And when someone gives you money, you take it. Although we do see a little bit later, she does reference, you know, I guess I don't think there's too much of a spoiler, really. But she does reference that she wants to give it. She has to give him the money back. It's kind of in passing. And I, I barely noticed it. But she does say that. So I guess that's what she's thinking here. Uh, she puts it in her wallet, which is, of course, you know, another adorable wallet. It has all these, like, graphic symbols on it. Like, oops, real cool. I love something. Uh, it says maybe maybe it's MPL or New York. I don't know. I can't tell. It's an M. <laughs> I love me. I think it actually says. Anyway, cutie wallet. Um, so then we see Tora, like, looking. The next panel, he's looking at her. You know, so it's kind of like it's one panel and it's another panel, which to me is, like, shows, shows like, it's the passing of time. So he, he looks at her for a while and then he says, did they do anything to you? And which is, again, Tora being concerned and like looking out for her. And she's looking down and she says, no, I'm just, you're right. I shouldn't have done what I did. I always thought persistence was one of the good traits I had, but I guess not. You know, she's been, she was mulling this over in the cab. And now she's, you know, it's coming back to her again. And she says, I was so blindsided by me, my immediate goal that I got innocent people involved without thinking of the consequences. And she's feeling bad about what she did, right? Because she felt, she says in the previous episode that, you know, maybe she wasn't doing this for the right reasons. Maybe she did it because of her ego and she didn't want to fail, which is a mature way of thinking because I can understand that, you know, people are very multifaceted in why they do things. And um, as someone, I think with like a big ego myself, like I, I recognize my motivation for things is a lot of it is like to impress people. So I can understand Poppy. And like, I, one of the things like I, I talked about on the podcast is like, what's Poppy's dramatic need, um, which is like, what's Dramatic need is like, um, I, I read a lot about screenwriting. So it's this term for what is the one thing that this character wants out of life? Like, what are they, what is their goal that is motivating their every move? Like when they wake up in the morning, when they go to work, like what's motivating them? 
So I always felt that Poppy's dramatic need was to be successful and to prove herself because she's this young girl. She just got a job in the city and she's trying to prove herself. So that's what I think is her is her main goal in life right now. And, you know, I can understand her her self-doubt where she's thinking, you know, I pushed too far and I didn't do this for the right reasons. And I put Benjamin in danger for my, you know, my ego, my my need to succeed. So it's very mature of her to like recognize that and to feel bad and wonder if that was, if she's behaving correctly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's really a wonderful way to put it. Um, uh, and I also like going on to the next, just kind of towards reassurance after that. Cause he's, again, he's doing the thing where he observes her. He can see that she's kind of in way more deeper waters with her thoughts. And then he kind of just points out, you know, you saved a life. And that really kind of like helps balance it because where she's kind of cycling and kind of the guilt of the actions she took to like, and justifies the means kind of situation um, toward just finds something to say to, to help, help bring her back on track because it is true. I mean, who knows what would have happened if it had just been Benjamin. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, then he says something intriguing, which we'll discuss for a bit. He says, um, you saved the life actually make that three. The old man got away after reading a note what the kid said. Don't take my word for it. Call me if you're still worried. So that, that's like, we think that that's like ostensibly the first life he's referring to. And then she asks, what about Benjamin? And he's like, hey, that brat was there on a suicide mission tonight. And she says, a suicide mission? And in the Torah, by the way, he's leaning back while he's smoking. And he's like, you don't need to know the details. Just know that if not for you, the kid would have died on the streets tonight. And so would your Mr. Lamb or Mr. Lamb. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they, they must be pronouncing it differently than, than we as English speakers are, are reading it because to us, lamb and lamb is the same, but maybe they, maybe there's, I'm, I'm assuming Lily has in, is intending for those two to be pronounced differently. Yeah. But anyway, um, where was I wondering what's the three lives? Um, I've seen people speculate, so this is Mr. Lamb and Benjamin, and then people are like, who's the third life? Either it's a mystery or some people were like, maybe it's whoever Torah would have, um, killed if something you know or if something would have happened to poppy or maybe it was poppy herself like i don't know what do you guys think yeah i think it's the person that tora would have killed <laughs> to be that's what i like to think is that he's like yeah you saved three lives and the other one you know the one is like who would have, have to go after if you hadn't like handled this situation uh because i don't there's no distinctive third person the cab driver Ooh, i don't i don't know if his life is at risk though so i don't have anyone else mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm thinking the cab driver because he's in much involved as much as poppy is just from bailing out uh benjamin's suicide mission hmm. i don't know if Tora knows about the cab driver though But he did knew that she was supposed to be on a cab. Yeah, that he did. I feel like the cab, the cabbie texts Torah, actually, if I recall, but maybe, maybe I'm mixing up with him. No. Yeah, we didn't know what he, uh, basically the way the episode ended that episode is, you know, we see the cabbie on his phone and then we see Torah get a text. But so we think it's that, but actually Torah got a phone call from Gaiu and the cabbie text um, emailed Poppy, um, and that's how we picked her up. So uh, that's mentioned in the beginning of twenty four, the ca- or the end, middle twenty four, yeah. um, which I just reviewed. So <laughs> the the cabbie says that he emailed Poppy. Cool. Yeah, to pick her up. 
So, anywho, so if the listen, if the third person is important, we'll find out who it is later, I guess. <laughs> and and then she says, you know, um, I'm really relieved. She thinks I'm really relieved to hear that, but somehow it's also left a heavy feeling in my chest because now it begs the one question I've been avoiding: Would they have died at the hands of his coworkers? And she's looking at him now, and he's looking at her also. And she said, I guess that's one of those things we do not speak of topics. And, you know, this is like, this is like a big thing for Poppy, right? Where she is trying, like she realizes that he's involved in nefarious activities, but she doesn't want to think about it too much. She's not really allowing herself to go that far because she likes him, basically, is what I'm concluding. What do y'all think? Okay. So, I, anywho. Yeah. I was going to say ahead. she's practical. Like, I think, again, it's just one of those things she's shelf. She's had a hard night. So, I think she's just shelving things right now. Yeah. That's also. Right. I, th- I think she also is actively kind of, like, avoiding thinking about it too much. Because I think she doesn't want to see Tora as a bad person. Which is nice of her because I think she she does have this attraction to him, even if she doesn't really admit it so much. But um, but yeah, I think that she also definitely pushes things away to to think about later. Yeah, she's just dealing with the moment. I think you're right on that. Hmm. Yeah. So now Quincy comes back with the doctor, and he's like, you know, he tells him the doctor's this cute little guy, and he says, "Thanks for coming down late at night, sugar. You're the best." Heart, <laughs> cute. You know, just talking very cutely with everybody. Not a problem. I'll take my leave now, Master Quincy. And again, you can tell he's clan because he calls him Master Quincy. And he says, cheerio. And, you know, he's yawning, being this very cute doctor. And he's like, oh, Tora, you're here. And he's like, oh, so you came to check on our guest. How unlike you. So, again, Tora does not usually do this. Ha ha. Poppy is special. <laughs> I like that. I like. And I like how she's like kind of embarrassed by the moment. Too, like, yeah, she quickly sat up too. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I'm not sitting next to him." And then we see he had his arm around the couch, and we're all like teeing inside because we're like, "Ooh, he had his arm around her, kind of." <laughs> yeah, and it looks like he also kind of got closer to her. He man spread, he he spread his legs, and he's um, yeah, it looks like he got kind of got a little closer to her, um, which is you know not surprising, not surprising. <laughs> And um, yeah, she's embarrassed. She's like, oh, she just, he just was out to discuss matters with her. And then she, um, he actually goes and grabs her hand and he says, wait. And then he, first he grabs it on her wrist, like, you know, just puts his, grabs it. And then he slides his hand down to hold her hand. <clears throat> and he looks up at her and he says, so what if I came out to check on you? And Poppy is like, looks super embarrassed and then she whoosh gets red in the face oh it's such a good scene (laughs) it's just oh so cute but like if you watch korean dramas at all like hand holding is like that (gasps) like that's like the finish line before the kiss (laughs) like i've been conditioned to see hand holding is like oh my gosh this is a huge moment but i do like i do like how like he didn't let her like get out of the situation. He's like straight up like, well, it doesn't matter if I do. Like he's he's definitely kind of pushing, pushing uh the the boundary a little bit. Not in a bad way, but you could tell she was not ready. She just was not ready for this. And it was wonderful. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like black yeah. too. Yeah. It's so silly. <laughs> it's cute. But I like how like, you know, Tora doesn't seem to be uh, an expressive kind of guy and he does seem to be a guy who wouldn't be openly affectionate, but I guess he trusts Quincy enough to to show a little bit of that side of him because he instead of acting like a tough guy, he's acting pretty emotional here and he's like, so what if I came to check on you? Like you know, is that a problem if I show care for you, which is nice. You know, it's an, it's a really, it's a real big sign to me like that. That's like a, you know, a flashing neon sign. I like you. I like you. I like you. So for him to be able to say that to me is like a step, a big step forward, which is forward of him, you know, and like emotional and open of him. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the setup with Quincy also saying like he doesn't do this usually and then him putting in this line and taking, you know, a physical action, which is like gentle and not like, too much. But I, I like that Tor's secure in himself that he doesn't feel like he needs to hide that. But he does obviously trust Quincy to kind of show that. I doubt if it, I think his actions would be, of course, different depending who's in front of more so to protect her than anything else. I don't think he'd be the type that wouldn't hug his girl or kiss the, her in public. You know, I just don't get that feeling. Oh, I can see him being all over her in public. <laughs> there, and especially if like, there's another guy that passes by and checks her out, he'd be like, okay, hand on her boob now, you know, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> the, boob, the boob dominance. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Of all the places, too, I love that vision. It's just like <laughs> immediately on the chest, straight. He's gonna like look that guy straight in the eyes and be like, "Mine, go." And then Poppy be like, yep. "Is there something on my shirt?" No, just kidding. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, honey, nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, crumbs, crumbs, whatever." He'd probably give it a good squeeze because that's my mind being dirty. <laughs> yeah. But, that's for the patreon the patreon not here they he would never <laughs> okay so guys what are your thoughts on the on the episode overall how do you see it like moving the story forward or you know anything we've learned about these characters i'll pass this one to lauren to get more of her thoughts uh, well, it's like Poppy's world has become expanded. Like that, who else? Um, Tora associates because there's not much. Because other than like Claude and that other guy, that was like like bodyguarding ish, uh, Mister Lamb. Um, and there's but there's someone that he trusts uh, to be around with sharing his world with her mm -hmm. that's that's in a good side um i'm not i don't know where else to go with that no i think that's good yeah yeah i think it's just a pivotal chapter to be honest you're getting to get quincy there's of course this kind of like connection to now the mafia coming more you know to the front like subtly but not that subtly <laughs> like it's coming in and then we kind of get to see Tora's like growing attraction and of course the the physicality by the end of this chapter I think it's just like a, one of the if I would say like a pivotal chapter this is one of them to kind of set up the the main characters so to speak yeah and we do get to know like you said a lot about Quincy um 
in this chapter. <laughs> Intro to Quincy the Fabulous. I just love him. Like, oh just, like, mm-hmm. comedy is so good, like, and on point. Like, because, like, other days it kind of gets, you know, dark. And Poppy has her own humor toward this, too. But when Quincy comes in, it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Because he's just, he's just, like, chaotic <laughs> energy coming in. Just like, woo, what's happening? But he's, you know, I, yeah, he, he's, you can tell he has that, like, good that goodness to him, but I don't know. I, I think all of this is it's gonna get rough later on the road, but this chapter definitely made my heart go bump bump with the hand holding at the end. Oh yes. Was, yes, I, definitely. Yeah. Like I was like, ooh, hand yeah. holding. It makes me feel like I'm like a teenager again. But oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a good one. It was like, uh, like I mentioned earlier before the podcast and my brother just got engaged and, you know, he's young and it's like their first love and it's, um, it's really cute. And it just reminds me, <laughs> my husband and I look like a bunch of old fogies and we're like, do you remember those days, you know, 11 years ago when we met? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. The first time I actually hugged my husband, I cried because it was the first time I hugged any, any guy. So it was very, very emotional for me. So I can understand that those heightened feelings of hand holding. Oh I feel like I need you to write a book about your love story. Now <laughs> you're like um, moving me. It's it's so beautiful. Like I'm like, tell me more. I mean, I've heard the, the, um, the piece of your life, of course, in the other podcasts, but, and I, it's so fun to do this. I've loved listening to everyone's kind of like take on it. And like, as you can tell, like we all took a scene kind of differently, just depending on like how we're processing and little details get lost too. It's like, was it the cab? Was it not? Like, so that's why I love it. It's, it's fun to hear everyone's take on things. A hundred percent. And that's also why I wanted to have, you know, not just me talking about the podcast, because I knew that it would be so deficient if it was just one perspective and that, you know, having multiple people on and like, especially multiple people every week, you know, there's like a rotating cast, right? Um, just that, that it was so important to get everybody's people who come from all the walks of life and they, they have, they pick up on different things, like you said, and it's just, I love having this more complete picture. Yeah, and I love it. Just inviting the fans to geek out. And this this chapter in particular is one of those that are just like, ah! But there's more to come. <laughs> yes. I have not read the chapter for this week, actually, yet, because, um, like, I don't read it till, you know, I can't read it Friday night because I keep the, sa- the Jewish Sabbath. So, um, and then after Sabbath ended, like, I, I only like to read it, like, in bed, last thing I do, calmly, comfortably. So yeah, so when we when we finish now, I'm going to be showering and reading this week's pass pass. Oh girl, we better so, wrap this yeah. up so you can get on that chapter. This one was good. Oh my god, don't tell me anything. Don't, don't say anything, okay? I can't. No spoilers. I know. No, no spoilers. I know, I know, but like girl, girl, you got it. You got it. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining Risa and Lauren. It was fantastic. Thanks a ton. No, thank you for having us on. And uh, Lauren, I'm sorry. I felt like I was like jabbering like a monkey in a tree. <laughs> so I love your, your perspective and you could give it. But thank you so much for, for uh, hosting this. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll catch up with you guys later. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.